Welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. And happy Tuesday, everybody. In today's episode, we're breaking down week number six of the XFL and give you our week number seven predictions. Also, give you our game balls from week number six. I'm, of course, your host, David on Point Huffman. Uh, if you happen to do miss us live, I've shared the link to all of our streaming platforms. So go check us out over there. Also, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And I'm, of course, joined by my co-host, Mr. T.J. Hopkins. Welcome into the show, T.J. Happy Tuesday, my friend. How is How are things over there in the land of Lincoln? About the same. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> there, um, I don't know if you are getting news on this, but the um, mayoral race for Chicago is coming to a close, I think, next week. Yeah, they're doing a runoff election. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. None of the candidates got the required whatever the amount is in order to be the quote unquote mayor of Chicago. Mayor um, and so yeah, they're doing a run of late and it will be Lori Lightfoot. So there will be a new mayor in Chicago. Uh she's the, first, she's the first mayor to lose a re-election, I think, ever. 
No, she's she's the first one to lose it in like 30, 40 years or something like that. It's been okay. a long it's I, been a I, long if, time. If, if, if I was not alive when that right. happened. Right. So right. If, it, if, it, I, if I wasn't alive, it's never happened. <laughs> uh but yeah, it's really nice here at Fort Wayne, although we're supposed to get snow potentially here next week. Yeah, uh, yeah, which is yeah. not uh, I'm not looking forward to that at all. I thought I was done with all that stuff. I had to go out and like scrape my car this morning, and I'm just like, man, like I got because I, I don't I only scrape it off so I could see out of the front windshield, and I just then I roll the windows down so I could turn. So you know, but yeah. Also, remember uh, last week I told you I was gonna go get those that new flavor from Buffalo Wild Wings. Never got them. Got it today. Got, it, got today. it today. So shout out to Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, Buffalo Ranch, and uh, garlic, uh, honey garlic. Both of them, pretty freaking good, dude. I'm telling you, I recommend. That honey garlic sounds intriguing. It, 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 it was quite good, man. And the Buffalo Ranch, if you like, if you like buffalo and you usually dip your buffalo wings in ranch, you'll like it. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> so let's get off of buffalo wings. We can talk about that all day. Let's talk about the XFL. And what did you think about the play in week number six in the XFL before we get into each individual game? Oh yeah, obviously it's it's way better than what it was from like week one. It's six weeks into the season. It's sad it's going by that fast, right? Like it's yeah, already. Yeah. I mean, we only got we only got like what like six weeks left of this. I mean, they got four, four weeks. weeks left. Through. Well, and then we got the playoffs, right? So we got like a two week playoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playoff, whatever that's going to be. So I'm we only have that, six yeah. or seven weeks left of the XFL, and that's going to be done. Uh, but luckily, the USFL starts on uh, April sixteenth. Yeah, uh, like right. So right it's like. There. So it's like this one ends, and then yep. you go right into that one, which is great. It's, and then, it's, it's and then, and then you right after that one's over, the the NFL is going to be back on. So right. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a nice little system we got here. All right, this is America's dream, year-round football, right? Uh, uh, thanks for it, checking us out, Michael Boren, man. What's up, buddy? Uh, thanks for <laughs> checking us out here at the XFL, uh, at Prime Sports World. Yeah, we've been recapping every single week of the XFL, um, and we even previewed the first week. So yeah, we've we've been uh, we've been locked into the XFL since it started. Uh, we're on the bandwagon hardcore. So hope thank you for very much for checking us out. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. We cover all the sports you can think of. Uh, but let's get into the first matchup, TJ. Let's talk about it. Uh, sea Dragons going up against the Guardians. Week number six, so the Sea Dragons pull out the victory as Ben DiNucci is probably the best quarterback in this league. Uh, they win 26 to 19. Uh, he was 18 of 35, 177 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. He was also their leading rusher with 43 yards rushing. Uh, Juwan Green and Blake Jackson both had receiving touchdowns for the Sea Dragons. Uh, mm-hmm. On the Orlando Guardian side, this is the best the team has probably looked, uh, at least These for an entire game. At least These for an entire game. Uh, Quentin Dormady came in, played okay in this game, uh, 24-44, 243, um, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Devin Darnington, leading rusher for that team, 88 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Cody Latimer, leading receiver, five catches, 59 yards. What you see when you watch this game? Okay, so obviously the Guardians, they're out of this thing. They're 0-6. They have no shot at anything. They can win four in a row. That's It's just not going to do it. Uh, these are the – these last two weeks for them have been the best they've looked as a team. Like you, you scored 32 points in a losing effort the week before. You followed that up with this performance. Now, don't let the score fool you. Like, yeah, they lost, but defensively, they hey, they was after it. They made Ben DiNucci's life a living hell. Yeah, this is the least amount of passing yards he's had so far this season. Um, so it's a testament to how good the Guardians' defense played in this game. They, they, they were – 
you, like you ever see a team that like a, a defense like they come up so close on getting turnovers like they miss a tur- they miss a pick by like a few inches like that was them until they finally got one it's like it, it was almost like like you could sense it it's like oh they're gonna get one they're gonna get one yeah, they had uh, nine, nine tackles for loss in this game. That's a pretty solid number. Uh, they did have that one interception. Um, but the the downfall for the Guardians this game, special teams was terrible. The special teams was god-awful. Seattle had, like, two big kick returns. Now, the defense did their part. The defense held them to, like, field goals, I think, on those two drives. But the, the straw that broke the camel's back, you get a block punt, you, you, like you get the block punt and the ball travels all the way down to the six yard line for the Sea Dragons and it's just like okay, just punch it in, and that's 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 what ended up happening. But again, yeah, got the four yard touchdown from Ben DiNucci, um, basically to seal the game with six yeah. minutes left. Um, that was the final game. I mean, they they were up at that point, uh, 2019, But yeah, that was for sure the final dagger. Uh, as the block punch set up the Sea Sea Dragons touch touchdown, but yeah, their defense came out and played well in this game. They almost played they played well enough to for sure get their first win. Um, but I mean, they they one time possession uh, by over three minutes. They had more total offense in this game than the Sea Dragons did uh, by almost double, like three ninety one to two fifty two. Uh, mm-hmm. They had more first downs than the Sea Dragons in this game, twenty two to fifteen. Like mm-hmm. by every net measurable, they won this game except for on the scoreboard. And when it comes to discipline. I mean, we'll talk about this later when we get to the Roughnecks game. But 12, yes. pennies, for, 12 pennies for 100, 105 yards in a game, you're not going to win a game if you play you're like that. You're not going to win that game. You're not going to win that. And obviously, on the Seattle side, you got to find a way to get Josh Gordon back into the offense. Like, teams have find like, have they figured out, like, okay, I'm not going to let Josh Gordon go crazy on me. Like, the last time we saw him do anything was that Vegas game where he caught that. Yeah, that two-touchdown game. Yeah, what turned um, he, didn't, into, he, he didn't. He only had one. He only had two targets in this game. It didn't have a single catch. So, so yeah. So like, if you're Seattle, you got to find a way to ingratiate him. Excuse me, back into the offense because it's like you you kind of forget he's he's out there. And I but, mean, you're looking at them now. I mean, when they won four four games in a row. In a row. They're really like on a, on a winning streak here. I mean, they won four games in a row and they've won them in decisive fashion. I mean, they've won these games. Uh, they're they have the third highest, fourth highest, plus or minus in the league right now, uh, and they're four and two. I mean, they're right there with the St. Louis BattleHawks, which is going to be a tough division to win now. So, yeah, obviously, I, I think the the turning, and we, we'll get to them. Uh, well, no, I, I'll just say one full when we get to them. But yeah, uh, uh, moving on from the next game, uh, this was uh, what was it Saturday night? I think this Saturday, was, after, Saturday, this was Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon, yes. Uh, Saturday afternoon, the St. Louis Battlehawks went into Vegas and put a thumping on the Vipers, twenty-nine to six. AJ McCarron probably had his best game as he as an XFL quarterback, twenty-three of twenty-nine, two thirty-six and three tutties. Brian Hill think? put put yeah, Brian Hill had seventy-one yards rushing. Um, Kareem Walker had the rushing touchdown, and Darius Shepard uh, seven catches for seventy-nine yards and two touchdowns, and Gary Jennings. Uh, had a had a rushing every single touchdown in this game. I don't believe he's related to Greg Jennings, but that'd be pretty cool if he was. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the uh, Vegas side, uh, the quarterback situation is still not ideal there, uh, which is probably why they're one and five. Brett Hundley came in; uh, he did throw a touchdown. Then I think he got hurt during this game, and Luis Perez came in and did not play well at all. Uh, Thirteen of twenty with two picks. 
And then, you know, they have, basically they got nothing out of their running game. Uh, 13 carries and 43 yards as a team. And John Lovett, uh, three catches, 44 yards and a touchdown as the Vipers go down and they just stay down as they do not get a touchdown until the fourth quarter in this game when it was long. Long over. Uh, again, I, I, think, I, I think this Vegas team – We've seen their ups and downs. Like we saw, we saw games where they were just compet, like where they were competitive for like a half, and then the wheels fall off in the second half. And then you had the game against Seattle that we just mentioned. Like you're winning that game, you're winning that game, and then Seattle pulls off the miracle and you lose it in the final seconds of that game. Like you could easily be. Three and two, five and like four and two, whatever. I, I think Vegas is a prime example of like their record, like they're better than what their record indicates. Now others can disagree because their quarterback play has been uh, woeful at times. Uh, yes. Perez has had a game here and there where he's played well, um, but yeah, they just haven't put it together for an entire game. And I think that's the same thing with Brett Honey. Like Brett Honey came in. Uh, he started one game and he looked phenomenal. And then it's. And I was wrong. Uh, Luis Perez actually started this game and then Brent Huntley came Huntley in. came in. Yeah, when Huntley was. Yeah, Luis Perez was wildly ineffective. So they put Brent Huntley in and he won that orchestrated the one touchdown. But I think they tried to start Brent Huntley in another game earlier this season. He got I think hurt. he got hurt. Yeah, he got yeah. hurt. Yeah. So, so. I, 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 I don't know what the plan is for Vegas. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to like the like the first like the real the first real off season with this league like not just like putting like the whole team together. So it's like obviously um, the Orlando Guardians and the Vegas uh, the, like in Vegas like the Vipers they're going to be like one and two in terms of how they draft if they have a draft. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure how they're going to be doing that draft. Like right? Are they going to do it? Like I mean, there's something we, we haven't really discussed here but like are they gonna like basically you can wait until after the nfl draft and if you don't get drafted as an nfl player and you're not an undrafted free agent do you go into the xfl draft pool i think that's probably what they'll do right yeah i would i would assume so i it's because it's kind of hard to draft right now obviously one your season's going on and two your draft is not going to trump the nfl draft like the nfl used to have that was it the complimentary draft that they did like in the middle of the season? It was right. Is that how? Is that how Tyler Pryor, Tyler Terrell Pryor ended up in the NFL? Yeah. Did he get drafted? Did he get drafted? The supplementary yeah, draft? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, something like that. Yeah, it was like in the middle of the year. Like, I, yeah, I don't really know. Uh, but yeah, Vegas is probably done. Uh, they got thoroughly outplayed from beginning to end in this game. Uh, every major consistent you can think of, they got outplayed. Uh, time possession, guards, turnovers, first downs. And that's just what happens when you don't have quarterback play that can, can sustain it for an entire yeah. game. Um, Total yards, 328 to 230. Time of possession, 33, 33 minutes to 26 minutes and 55 seconds. 18 first downs to 13 first downs. Um, what else was they, they had? They had more penalty yardage, or they had more penalties against them, but most yardage. Uh, they ran the yeah, ball two for 43 yards the entire game. I mean, two for 12 on third down, like that's that's yeah, it's just the I mean, you're not going to get things done when, when you have stats like that. Um, that's just 
a fact. And you have yeah. to have, and if you're, and if your quarterback play is going to be this inconsistent, you should really try to complement it with a dominant running game. But when you only run the ball 13 times, I realize that they're down for most of it, but you're averaging only 3.3 yards a carry. It's just not going to get it done. It's not. And so. I don't, so I mean, I would, you just got to keep at it. Like, hopefully they hit something, they find something in these last four weeks to to build on going forward. Well, at least they got to figure out the quarterback situation. Uh, to the Saturday night game, we got the San Antonio Brahmas going into Arlington and beating uh, the Arlington Renegades 15-9. to Is this a rematch from the week before? And this is just a tale of just bad quarterback play. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, Juwan Pass. So, the Brahmas lost both of their starting quarterbacks during the practice this week, and they basically had to sign Juwan Two Pat guys. And, and they had to sign two guys on Thursday, and they played on Saturday. Uh, Juwan Pass came in and played 8 of 14, 57 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Kurt Benkert came in and played really not good at all. One and six, two, two, two picks, two yards and a pick. Uh, they were led by their Jacquez Patrick leading rusher, 15 for 82. Also, uh, Khalil and Balaj also towards Achilles during practice this week. Mm. Uh, so they didn't have their leading rusher uh, for this particular game. Um, but Patrick, 15 and 82. Uh, Landon Akers was their leading receiver, two catches for 24 yards. And on the Arlington side, I mean, you had playing on a, against a team that has loses their two carding quarterbacks during the week, and you still can't win this game you because of their wildly inconsistent quarterback play, um, and they're they're just unwillingness to stick to one of these guys. I mean, Drew Plitt came in ten of sixteen, one sixty three touchdown and a pick. I mean, he threw a really nice touchdown. It was like the nicest touchdown of the weekend. And the next possession, Kyle Slaughter comes in, like he was already in there for a series at that, at that time, anyways. But he goes to six of thirteen for twenty two yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Devon Smith is their leading rusher with forty two yards. And he's also their leading receiver, four catches, 49 yards. And uh, Winningham caught the insane touchdown. Oh, that was beautiful. If you've not seen it, if you've not seen it, it is a really nice touchdown. Uh, He had one catch to 16 yards for that touchdown. It was, it was basically falling down. Like, I'm not even sure he caught it. It was quite the play. Um, But they lose uh, 15 to nine as they just could not get offense generated. Neither of these teams really generated a lot of offense. But Brahmas get the revenge. They come back and they Mm -hmm. win after losing last week. Thoughts. All right. Again, um, I've said this about San Antonio. Like, this is a team where you're you're gonna be in the ice bath a couple times after you play them. Like they like they are a physical smash mouth team. I I don't think they've eclipsed twenty points in any of their games. Hold on. I have to go to the website to figure that out. I, I, I'm 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 serious. I, I did they play last week? All right, so they yeah. scored ten points last week. They scored six points the week before that. Week four, week three, they scored twelve, uh, thirteen. Week two, they okay. Week two, they scored thirty. They played Orlando, and then week one, they lost eighteen to fifteen. So like one game, they scored over twenty points. <laughs> and the other game is they scored hundred and fifteen. <laughs> So like, this one, they only score sixteen in this one. No, fifteen. Like, yeah, they, they've had fifteen points or fewer in every game but one. At every game but one. So fifteen, thirty, thirteen, six, ten, fifteen. Well, so, I mean, this is this is another example of a game where Arlington, you know, generated more offense. I mean, two hundred forty-nine yards. They led one time of possession. They had more first downs than San Antonio. But as we're talking about with the final game. 
10 penalties against them in this game for 106 yards. Like, if you're going to commit double-digit penalties in, in any for any league, period, you're going to lose that game. You just are. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's his name? Is it Bob Stoops? Is it Bob Stoops? Bob Stoops is the head coach of the Arlington Renegades. Former Oklahoma Sooner. Uh, yeah. it's, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like, okay, I understand the whole two-quarterback thing if – but they that, don't do anything. They don't do anything different. They're the same that's, guy. That's that's what I'm saying. Like if that's a part of your if that's a part of your game plan, like as we'll, get, we'll as we'll get to in the last game. But if you see a guy like a Drew Plitt, who for this game, for the sake of the, for the sake of argument in this game, he had it going for what it's worth, right? He threw the touchdown pass. He was he was the, like the offense looked better under him. We see this sometimes with Vegas, like Luis Perez struggles. They bring in a Brett Hundley, and the offense just clicks for a minute, and then all of a sudden you're going to go back to the yeah, guy I, that I, was. You, I, I've actually you actually see that a lot in this league. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know what it is, but like especially with like the Guardians, like the Guardians, they'll have it rolling <laughs> with like, and then like here comes Paxton Lynch coming back out. <laughs> like, but I, I think it's because Kyle Sloter, like wasn't he like USFL MVP like two years Stop. ago? Or like something like that, and they're like, they're like, oh yeah, this guy, we want this guy to be the guy. But Drew Plitt's outplayed him the entire season. Like, I don't really understand why they continue to just bench Drew Plitt for Kyle Slaughter. He hasn't proved anything in the XFL. I don't, I don't, I don't either. And but kudos to kudos to the Brahmas and Hans War for winning this game when you lost both of your starting quarter. You basically signed two dudes off the street. Yeah, <laughs> and. I don't know if that's a, and I don't know if that's if that's praise for them or if that's an indictment on Arlington, bro. Like I legit thought Arlington was gonna be like better than this. I thought so too. I, yeah, I thought I thought, I, but their quarterback plays really held them back. I mean, Kyle Slaughter has not been good. Uh, Drew Plitt has been better, but only by a little bit. Like it really hasn't been anything impressive. Um, no, no, and so to your point, like. Like you lost a game where the opposing team only had 162 total yards of offense. Total, 162 total. Yeah. yeah. Like they didn't even. What they had 51 yards passing as a team. They had one touchdown. They had a <laughs> they had a 44 yard fumble return for a touchdown. That is the only. That is the only offense. That's the only touchdown they scored in the game. Otherwise, John Parker Romo, who not related to Tony Romo, which I had to Google because I was super curious about it. Uh, he they had, mentioned that on the broadcast. They they uh, really did. They really uh, like. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if he was related to Tony Romo? Like like, why everybody got be related? <laughs> it would it would be pretty cool though. I mean, for real. Like if he was like if he was like Tony Romo's like cousin or something. I, his, I, would, I, would, I would like that. Uh, well, but yeah, fifty-six yards. Fifty-six yards is a banger, dude. Like <laughs> but it was for the base. So yeah, uh, this is a yeah, it's not a good game for the Arlington Renegades. This is a game you should win when you basically going up against a quarterback that signed a quarterback off the street. Uh, Bro, you know. San Antonio had more punt yards than total yards of offense. Their punts are punted the ball six times for 300 yards. They got Brad, Wynn, Brad Wynn, right? Brad Wynn, Wynn is their punter? Wynn. Yeah, Brad, Brad Wynn. Former, former NFL punter. I think he played for the Giants for a little while. Like he, he averaged 50 yards a punt. He had more punt yards then oh my oh my god like, a lot, a lot. I, I think if you add up all the field goal yardage that parker romo kicked <laughs> he, 
probably has more yards of total offense than the Brahmas did. Uh, to the final game as we were treated to a Monday night evening nightcap. I uh, wish the game had been closer because this is two heavyweights in the XFL going head-to-head. Um, and once again, the undiscipline of the Roughnecks kind of shakes their head, reels their head again for, for them. Um, but they fall to the D.C. defenders who are proving to be the best team in the XFL uh, with probably the second-best fans in the XFL as well. Um, but they win this game 37-26. to 26. No. I, I gotta give them the I gotta give them the edge over St. Louis. That's just I'm that's just me. Right. I gotta. Give- I mean, I think it's close. Uh, Jordan Tiamu played his best game as a passing quarterback. Uh, something kind of surprised me how well he played in this game. Um, Nineteen to thirty-one, two forty-five, two, uh, two touchdowns. Uh, Derek King uh, did not have a single rushing attempt in this game, but he did have one one pass attempt for one yard, uh, for four yards, which is kind of surprising he didn't have a rushing attempt, uh, given how they've used him in the past. Uh, and then Abram Smith continues to be probably the best running back in this league. Uh, 19 carries for 95 yards and a tutty. And Lucky mm-hmm. Jackson caught the one of the receiving touchdowns. Five catches for 136 yards and a touchdown. Alex Ellis had the other one for the defenders. And then on the Houston side of this, Cole McDonald, um, 8 of 11, 194 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Silvers, 10, 10 of 17, 111 yards and a pick. Uh, Cole McDonald also leading rusher for this team, and he punched one in on the ground. Uh, Max Borgie, two touchdowns. And then Burnett had the lone receiving touchdown for the Roughnecks. Um, but as I mentioned at the beginning of this, there's this stats it comes down to the penalty yardage for the Roughnecks. You commit 12 penalties for 100 yards against a team that is undefeated that's on the road. That's how yeah, you lose that, that second quarter, that second quarter was what did a man like because – DC got a pick six in that quarter, um, and then after that, the it was just you know when the rains are pours. Um, the Houston has the last two weeks for Houston has really made you question them. Like, are they have they always been this undisciplined team, or were the teams they were playing just that bad? I I. I... I'm starting to kind of think it was a mixture of both, right? Because, like, they weren't like they hadn't beaten anybody really worth a grain of salt up till this point. Um, they just kind like, of beaten bad football. That's so like 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 you see the two teams they've lost against, right? Like they lost to Seattle, and they were undisciplined. And Seattle again, protege like student trying to beat the teacher. I think the OC they, they, they they've had twenty yard twenty penalties in the last two games. Hey. The OC for um, the OC for Houston is a protege of the OC for Seattle, so it's basically like the Seattle defense is like, oh, we literally know what you're gonna run. Like we, so their 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 first four victories when when the Houston Roughnecks were undefeated, they beat the Guardians twice, they beat San Antonio, they beat Arlington, they've so and then they've lost to the Sea Dragons, and the Defenders. And- <laughs> So yeah, and Cole, shout out to Cole McDonald, former Rainbow Warrior from the University of Hawaii. Um, yeah, it was like like, and they got out to a good start. You know, it was eight nothing, and then it was eight to three, and then DC scored nine and made it nine eight. Then you get the pick six that makes it seventeen to nine. You go in the, that goes in the halftime. Come out of halftime, they get um, Houston. Houston DC scores again. That makes it twenty three to eight. Then it's twenty six to eight. Then it's twenty six to fourteen from the Cole McDonald, uh, Cole McDonald to Deontay Barnett. All right, and that's like okay. Now you're thinking, all right, like we got a chance. One stop, 
we score, we're back in this. But that didn't happen because the minute you get the ball, the minute you score, you kick the ball off, DC scores again, and that's 34-14. It's just like, all right, yep, it's just it's no. It's just not our week. Yeah, I mean, I, cause <laughs> when I when we went to ran our podcast yesterday doing the uh, NFL show, uh, it was eight to three. I'm like, okay, I'll come, you know, come back to this game. And they're like, you're like, yeah, this game is a blowout. I was like, what? How? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yeah, it got it got ugly pretty fast too. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, got, I, I mean, and 20, it 20, was twenty six to eight. I mean, it's not insurmountable in the XFL, but I mean, if you continue letting up big plays and you keep shooting yourself in the foot with penalties over and over again. That's what's gonna happen, and it was it was a physical game too. Like it was chippy. It was, I, I understand. Abram Smith had nineteen for ninety five. It says he averaged five yards a carry, but a lot of that didn't come to the game. Was pretty much out of reach. Like he, it was a chore. It was a struggle for this DC. Well, I, mean, I mean, this this Houston defense is really good. Like they do like, have a good defense when they're playing discipline. Like brother, it was a it was a chore for them to for them to run the ball like you said derrick king didn't have a rush attempt yeah they sat on every read option they sat on it like they like all right we, like we already know right, so we know jordan tayamu can run but we already know that when derrick king comes into the game nine times out of ten if it's a read option he's gonna keep it yep. and they and they, like, they, they, they literally try to want they didn't even try it they threw it one time with him and they're like yeah this isn't gonna work in this game this isn't gonna work in this game <laughs> yeah let's do something else and yeah like, kudos to them for being flexible with their play calling um houston actually played well enough to win this game they had more total yards than dc um but again penalties and the penalties. play and uh you know just not this is what happens because like, um, I said, like I said it during the show uh, yesterday, like every other play, Wade Phillips is taking his headset off, like going off cussing, like he's talking to the refs. He's like he's just flabbergasted. And the the, the Houston offense under when when Brandon Silvers was playing, it was it was tough to watch. Like the I mean, like, I mean, I mean, this DC defenders defense is excellent. So the, bro, like, but it's it's not just that though. Like it's the last two weeks. It's like they the offense struggled in Seattle, and I already said why. And you come into this game, and you this is I it's hands down like this DC's the best team in the uh, league now. Yep. And the announcers were like, "Yo, what is happening to this? What is happening to this Houston offense? Why are they struggling? This isn't the Houston offense that we've become accustomed to seeing. Da 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 da. All that good stuff." I, I'm telling you, there's a lot to a lot to that has to do with the fact that they haven't they have played they played basically the bottom of the barrel for the first four weeks of the season, and then when they got to play some teams that actually have some chops, yeah, they got beat. They got lost. They lost the game with in a bad way. Um, bad moving on from week number six, let's before we close the book, let's talk about game ball. Uh, who's going to get your game ball this week, TJ? Oh, Lucky Jackson. Lucky Jackson was basically uncoverable. In that defender uh, roughneck game, like he had one, like the 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 route he ran for the touchdown was basically like a slant, like a sluggo, like a slant and go. He was wide open. He was so like he was wide open. Like he, I'm like, I don't know what the defender saw. Like I really don't. But he was like the minute he made the like made the cut, to, like cut up the middle of the field. It was like, oh my god, this is there's no one around me. Like. Jordan Tiamu had to be like, oh my God, there's no one around him. This is like the easiest passage. <laughs> uh, 
I'm going to go with AJ McCarron. Uh, 23 of t- 23 of 29, 236, three touchdowns. Also, shout out to in the same game, Jordan Tiamo as well. Uh, his most efficient game as a passer uh, so far in the XFL because he's really gotten it done with his legs. Uh, mm-hmm. This is his first game where he really got it done with his arm. 19 uh, to 31. To, love to see it. Uh, moving on to week number seven, as we are already halfway through the XFL season. Over halfway. And we got a Friday night game this week. Uh, we got the emerging Sea Dragons going up yes, against sir. the, the treading water uh, Arlington Renegades. TJ, who do you think is taking home the victory here in Arlington? I'm going with Seattle. I think this winning streak gets extended to five straight as Ben DiNucci continues to make a claim for MVP of this league. I think if he if he has any challengers, it's probably somebody on that Washington uh Washington on that DC team, whether it's Abram Smith or Jordan Tayamu, pick pick between the two of them. But Ben DiNucci is he's coming for that MVP spot. And it continues this week against Arlington. Give me Seattle. Totally agree with you. Seattle's realized this upward trajectory that they've been on the last three weeks. Because remember, this is a team that didn't have a victory. Uh, now they rattle off four in a row. Um, this is continuous against the Renegades. I, I don't trust the Renegades quarterback play. I, ben DiNucci has been the best quarterback in this league by far. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Saturday, we got the San Antonio Brahmas going into Las Vegas and taking on the one in five Vipers. Uh, one of these teams has to get out the schneid. As if the Brahmas actually just won a game, but the Vipers. Uh, they've struggled over the last few weeks, um, but I think the Brahmas' defense is tough enough where they, I think they're going to shore up against the Vipers. I think the Brahmas get this victory, uh, especially since now their quarterbacks will have another a whole full week to at least practice. So give me the Brahmas to win this game. So is there any update on like their normal, like their Jack Cone, or is there any update on them, or is it are they going to go into this game with Juwan Pass and um, Ben Cart? Ben- I can't say I, something. I, I, I don't know. That, okay. Um, because they have the better defense, and I don't even think it's close. Yeah, give me San Antonio. <laughs> I'm going to go with San Antonio, too. But, I, yeah, I do not know exactly what their quarterback situation is going to be. Uh, let's let's be completely frank. Even when Jack Cohen was healthy, he wasn't remotely good. So, not so, I don't, you know, I, I don't know who the other quarterback on the roster even is right now. So. Uh, I know they lost both of them, but and then me and TJ, we're just gonna we're just gonna skip the Saturday night game. Oh um, god! <laughs> really? It's the, it's the undefeated defenders on Saturday night going up against the defeated uh, Guardians. Orlando Guardians. Hey, uh, I'm gonna just I, say, I'm gonna just. I think this might be all right. So, Arlie, no, Houston put up what 44. They beat them 44 to 16 when they played the Guardians. I think this might be our first fifty-point uh, game. They, so they put up thirty-three the first time they played them, and yeah, they played put up forty-four the second time they played Orlando. Yeah, I think this might be the first fifty-point game. I, I do not think it's going to be a fifty-point game, but uh, I do expect. The no, I'm saying. Oh, I'm, I'm saying DC is going to score fifty. No, I, I know. I'm just disagreeing with you. I just. I, I don't think their offense is going to put up fifty points. I don't think they'll need to put up fifty points to win this game. Uh, okay, I will take you don't 50. need to put up fifty points. Yes, but can they <laughs> stop you? Are they going to? Are they? I, I think at some point they'll take the wheel. The, maybe they'll take the foot off the gas, but I don't really know. Um, I've never. I, we haven't seen a team like run up, run up the score in, in the XFL yet. So, um, 
let's see what happens. But yeah, I'm gonna take the defenders. I think that should be a blowout. Uh, to the final game, we got Sunday afternoon a matinee. Uh, we got the Los St. Louis, well, Los Angeles almost gave, almost gave away their team again. Uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks going into Houston, taking on the Roughnecks as the Roughnecks try to get over the hump where they've lost the last two games in a row. TJ, do they in this game against St. Louis? <sighs> no. I think I think St. Louis I think St. Louis um, beats them. I obviously if you if you're asking me to choose between AJ McCarron and the inconsistency that is the Houston Roughnecks I, uh, that that falls back onto what's his name? Uh Bob Stoots. Like, bro, pick a quarterback. Pick a quarterback. Like it's you have two quarterbacks, they do the same thing, they're not really mobile. Well, Cole McDonald's pretty mobile, but and they use they use the run they use them in the running situation. My bad, I'm thinking of the wrong team. Uh, Houston. Oh, ooh, this is going this is gonna be a good one. St. Louis, Houston. St. Oh, okay. I'm gonna tell you, I'm taking the Battlehawks. I just I think Houston. I think they benefited you know by the fact that the first four <laughs> weeks of the season they played lackluster opponents. I think the last few weeks have shown they can't really hang with the big dogs in the XFL. I got the St. Louis Battlehawks winning this game easily. I'm, I, you know, I'm gonna flip my pick. I'm gonna go with Houston. I think little home cooking, little sleeping in their own bed might do them some justice. They also have, <clears throat> excuse me, they have the defense that can that can check this Seattle, uh, Seattle St. Louis uh, receiving core headlined by Hakeem Butler, who is a Hakeem he, Butler. He did, he- he did get banged up. He did get banged up a little bit towards the end of that last game. Uh, I would I would double check his status before if you're going to be a betting person who bets on the XFL. I would double check his. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Houston. I think I, I think they win. I think it's gonna be close. Uh, I, I do expect I expect this game to be close, but I'm gonna go with the Battlehawks. I think I think they're just a better team. It's just my honest opinion. Um, and I, and the quarterback play has gotten a little bit wonky there in Houston because at one point Brandon Silvers was looking like the best quarterback in the league, but he struggled mightily last few weeks. And so we'll see if that continues. Uh, what ends up happening with that? Uh, but yeah, that's been our week six recap, week number seven predictions. Uh, thank you for checking out. Continue to check us out at the XFL as we're going to be rolling through the entire season. Uh, thank you, Michael Boren, for checking us out here uh, from the Facebook XFL 3.0 group. Uh, we very much appreciate your support. Um, but yeah, I'm David Huppin right there is my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins. Um, also, if you happen to do Business Live, the link to all of our streaming platforms is there as well. TJ, what do we do here at the Prime, my friend? We bring the heat and shout out to Magic Johnson and his financial group. They put in a bid to buy the the Washington Commanders, and it was followed up by another bid by a Canadian billionaire. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name because I saw it one time, and I'm like, what does that say? Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get back jump back into the NBA stuff uh, tomorrow with an episode of the crossover. Uh, also, Izzy is gonna be breaking down uh, the final four matchup uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, so you want to miss that content? Thursday we're gonna do something NFL related, and then Friday at 10:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are going to have our WrestleMania preview podcast. Uh, so if you want to check out some XFL stuff and hang out with us and talk some wrestling uh, when it comes to WrestleMania this weekend, TJ. I am so excited, dude. You have no <laughs> idea. I uh, I brought a to- I bought a top hat for it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give a prediction right now. I think Jay turns on Roman. 
I think I think Roman beats Cody, but I think Jay turns on Roman and they start that feud. I I I think Kevin Owens turns on Sami Zayn during that tag team match. Whoa! Titles, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have all the predictions. I'm gonna have a full prediction article uh, here either tomorrow or either on on Friday night or Saturday morning. Uh, so keep an eye out for that content. I love the X. I love WrestleMania, man. So it's it's one of my favorite times of year. Uh, but uh, I'm David Huffman right there. So TJ Hopkins. We will be back here tomorrow breaking down the NBA as we are winding down closer to the end as Kevin Durant makes his return tomorrow. So tomorrow. Yep. Uh, I'll see you later, buddy. See you, man.